Good afternoon. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise, where we talk about everything that is of interest to an embedded developer, whether he's designing hardware or software or anything in between. Here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast, this week my guest is Arun Subaru, and he is the Vice President of Engineering at Link Software Technologies. Hello, Arun. How are you? I'm doing very well, Rich. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. So what I'd like to talk to you about, which I assume is your area of expertise, is this concept of mission-critical safety in various applications, but I'd like to stick to enterprise-type things. So, uh, I mean, it sounds obvious, mission-critical. Um, you have to have it. But I guess it's the, the question is, to what cost? Uh, how far are you willing to go for mission critical and what makes something mission critical? So let me stop there and hear what you have to say about that. Yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, you know, the, the notion of mission critical, I think, is, uh, is important to understand. I like, you know, the, the definition that I typically uh, like is, is one of cyber physical systems. You know, these are devices that really uh, – you know, um, sit at the edge of the physical boundary, so to say, right? And so they, they deal in some shape or form with the physical world, and that's why, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're called cyber physical systems. And, and uh, so the, uh, the mission critical part comes because when you're dealing with the physical world, the, you know, the interactions uh, have very little low margin for error. Okay, so the physical world as opposed to what? As opposed to just purely the uh, the cyber world, you know, for example, if there's a system that is, you know, uh, that is just uh, involved in in pure computing, um, you know, and and so they don't really interact with the real world, you know, as opposed to say an industrial system where you know there is a there may be a computing system that is you know interacting with a robot and the robot is then interacting with with the uh, with the physical world, right? And so that's the way I like to look at this in in terms of how the mission critical aspect of it works and. And because it's dealing with uh, th those kinds of physical world where, you know, some of the key attributes are important, things like safety and security are, are so critical in some of those mission-critical systems. Okay. Uh, I, I, I understand that. Where I think that there's a, I don't know if disconnect is the right word, a, a weak link is probably a, a better word. Um, sometimes you don't have control over all those physical aspects. So how do you deal with, things that are out of your control. Yeah, so most of the uh, the mission critical systems there are there are some very specific attributes that you you basically build into your systems, right? Uh, you know, and in terms of interacting with the real world, you know, part of it is the predictability aspect, right? And so there's this notion of real time where you're certainly getting certain real time events, right? And and you know, so in an industrial context it could be things that are your data gathering on, say, how a machine might be doing, or or how what kind of uh, you know parameters it is that that a particular machine's uh, you know operation is, right? And so you, it comes on a very predictable and a repeatable boundary. So there's a certain frequency associated with this, with how often you get that input. So that interface between, you know, what does what the physical world is sending you and what the the computing system is actually absorbing. I think is, is that's the, one of the key aspects of how you actually interact with, with the physical world. And for that, in order to actually achieve that, it's very important that the, 
the system that is running the software you know is capable of that level of predictability and determinism and and real time and that's part of the the uh, the aspects and attributes that really are are critical in order to ensure that those systems uh, are capable of meeting those parameters but isn't where you run into trouble when you have these things that you think are predictable when in reality they may not be and and so there are models in order to deal with that i think there is uh, when when you actually design such a system you know you you basically have certain parameters that you're dealing with for instance one of the one of the parameters that you take into account which these kinds of uh, system designs is okay how often do you think you're going to get these kinds of physical events right and so if if for instance you are designing a system that is supposed to be getting an interrupt every you know 100 microseconds for instance your system has to be able to uh, you know react to it in that time frame now if if those if you start getting events that are that are more frequent than that then you know then you have to have some kind of a, a mechanism by which you you can either adapt right or you end up at least not uh, you know deviating from the the behavior of the system okay when you say adapt what does what does that mean so i think this is a this is a notion that we are starting to hear more and more right and i think that it goes back to this this issue of how the previous generation was which is you know sort of the single function purpose built systems uh, that have been prevalent in the embedded industry for a long time and uh, but i think what is happening now is with the advent of machine learning and and uh, and and uh, you know ai etc you know you have these uh, you know as you gather up more data you have systems that that can potentially adapt a little bit to the type of data that's coming in and and you know adjust you know in terms of of uh, the 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 way they react to it and and so i think that is part of what i call as adaptive systems we're still uh, you know at the at the nascent stages of that but i think you know as the complexity and the you know and the processors and and the software is starting to become more and more prevalent you know you will start to see more and more adaptive systems that that can react in a favorable way to to the environment they are actually dealing with and and that's where i think some of links software really starts to you know be uh, be a, you know very compelling in 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 actually having some of those uh, some of those key attributes and a platform on which you can really host things that are safe and and secure and and uh, you know predictable you know as well as adaptive Okay, so you say this is a very nascent market. Fast forward me say 24 months. What does the market look like at that point? Yeah, I think, you know, I think in in 24 months I I expect to see that there's a there's a, a significant amount of advancement in in multiple areas. One, I think certainly in the processor side of things, right? I think there are more and more processors that are actually coming out that that have more hardware assists to deal with the physical environment uh, you know and and uh, i think that is an area that is going to continue to evolve i think then there is platform technology such as what links provides um, i think in terms of our separation kernel hypervisors and how they evolve in order to harness the capabilities of the processors and the hardware and and take advantage of uh, some of those capabilities that are coming in and then the the application software like machine learning and our uh, other safety applications etc that are really harnessing the capabilities of both the hardware as well as the as the platform software in order to design you know the next generation of those systems so i expect that in 24 months we absolutely will start to see 
you know, much more advancements in some of these areas where things are starting to look much more intelligent, you know, adaptive, and, and starting to do a lot more complex processing, uh, data analysis, and, and, and distributed awareness. So if I read between the lines of what you just said, the software re is ready and the hardware is playing catch-up? Uh, to a certain extent, I think uh, you know the the software you know is is uh, is definitely has to you know work around some of the limitations of the hardware. You know, for example, as the multi-core you know processors have come about, you know I think you know the, a lot of the emphasis has been on throughput and trying to harness those additional cores and capabilities. But in the context of uh, you know uh, cyber physical or mission critical systems, sometimes you end up with interference and interference patterns, etc. And in the multi-core. And so how you, you, know, you basically uh, you know, work around that or allow hardware capabilities in order to, to minimize those interference patterns, I think is, uh, is one of the things that the, the processor folks, I think, are still working on. Uh, and and there's, there are new techniques that are coming about, and, and the more they come about, I think the, the better this, this will become. So. Okay. I look forward to hearing from the hardware folks who explain to me why the software is lagging. <laughs> interesting discussion. <laughs> Thank you very much, Arun. This is this is this is a great topic, and I'm sure there's lots more we could we could talk about here. Yes, indeed. That was Arun Subaru. He is the vice president of engineering at Link Software Te Software Technologies, and I am Rich Nass with Embedded Computing Design. You have a great day, Arun. Thank you, Rich. You too.